I'm a floozy. sound bites that people can get of RuPaul like live in the wild are wild. Oh, I feel like RuPaul is like the Diane Feinstein of the drag world. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't fight it. Mary, okay. <laughs> don't fight it. Okay. Listen, listen, Linda, Mary. So, so RuPaul, the last All-Stars, forgot the name of the winner. Yeah, yeah, the one from, <laughs> from Seattle. Seattle. Oh, I mean Jinx. Jinx. Yeah. I I love it. I you know what I what I think I like about it is that RuPaul makes almost zero effort to cover up the fact that he does not know yeah. or remember. Yeah. And there's always somebody And he's whispering. been doing this for years. Yeah. He's been not covering it up for years. On What's the Tea, I'm like going all the way back. It's it's a joke even back then. Mm-hmm. And that was only seven seasons with only whatever it was, two all-stars. And he had, or maybe even one, he had, it, just, it was just his joke. It was just his joke. And he doesn't remember the name of his best friend's children. Mm-hmm. Like... It's just it's just how he's wired. But I thought this was an interesting clip for obvious reasons, right? RuPaul at it again. Um, but <laughs> mostly because we're at All Stars one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Eight All Stars seasons, fifteen seasons of drag race. And you look at this cast, and I know that some of the critique is like, oh, they're not all stars, right? Some are stars, some are not, right? And I got to say, like, I I don't agree with that critique. I think there's some really great queens on this season um, that, you know, actually should come back. But I do wonder, is are we just kind of, are we out of queens? I mean, most of season five, eight, and three or whatever it is six have been have come back well i think that and you know jimbo is a a great example on this season Mm. i think the idea of having queens come back more than once given the right casting i think is a totally welcomed idea and I, i don't think we're I think we're quote unquote out of Queens if the concept of all stars is supposed to be like close but no cigar Queens, you know, like the, okay. the finalists are back to now see if they can you know clench the crown. Like it is very much now anybody, including first outs, have the option to to kind of come back. And so I think that obviously opens up the pool of of potential queens who can be on, but then also the idea of people returning more than once. I mean, Juju B, if she came back for another season, I'd be thrilled. I mean, sorry about it. Yes. Like there's no question. She's just great TV. I guess one thing that kind of strikes me as interesting and people might call me a monster for saying this. And you know what? Like maybe tomorrow I'll agree with them, but 
I think I'm over the queens coming back that quote unquote want this real bad and then will cry if they have to go home because I'm kind of like, you're like, you're not getting it. You're not, you're not get you. You're, you are getting what you want out of this. Do you know what I mean? They're just not seeing that. So if you come back to like only win or you're disappointed if you don't win, right? Obviously that's everybody. Uh, and so I, I guess I don't want a queen to come back kind of diluted. Well, and I think this is where the All-Star 7 format was so great because there was never any of that like, mm. you know, I just want it so bad. It's just kind of like everybody's there uh. for the whole time and then some queens yeah. get money and Evie oddly doesn't get any, you know, and none for Gretchen Wieners, you know? <laughs> and what's interesting about All-Star 7, though, is like, I mean, maybe not. I guess I could argue my own point, but I'll make the point anyway. On All-Star 7, like, all of them could could have conceivably won, right? Whereas on this All-Star season, past All-Star seasons, there's – it's like, Monica's – you're Monica, you were never and you're not going to win. Oh, man. Maybe in the future you will, right? But, like, you're – like, no. It, like, you're, you weren't going to win this season. I, it, the, it, it was feeling very a lot of deja vu to season five obviously different narrative but just being in her head in the workroom and, and kind of being caught up in her emotions like it did I think compared to someone like Kahneman Trees where it was like oh you're definitely having a different experience this time around it it did feel like you know maybe maybe Monica maybe this format just doesn't work for you it wouldn't mm. work for me so like no right. <laughs> no judgments Miss Hills yeah. I mean, that's a great point about the format just not working for Queens. And it begs the question then of like this format of all stars maybe needs to change. It's it's just kind of I mean, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. If you have the right cast and you have some good challenges. Uh, was I underwhelmed by this premiere? Yeah, mostly because the challenge wasn't very good. But uh, I was happy to see all the Queens back and that new energy. Right. Kind of got me through the episode. But I I don't know. The f I, I feel like I, I, there's nobody else that I kind of want to see come back, you know, after like post season 10. Sure. I guess the the give me a chance to miss you, girls. You know, I mean, yeah, that and also I don't know. I, again, like this, this is an unfiltered opinion, but like. Season 11 to whatever, uh, even up to Anitra. I think everybody wants to see like Anitra compete again. I'm kind of like, okay, I'll see her compete again. But like, I don't need it to be this format because she wasn't very good at the format. She wasn't like always that interesting, uh, you know, in the talking heads and all that, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's wrong, Anitra? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's that's something I'm definitely noticing Maybe and maybe this is a bit of a tangent to what you're saying, but something I'm noticing with this season of All Stars so far in the first two episodes we've seen, uh, you know, in comparison to just having done season 15, is that everybody, all these queens come in like having done the homework, knowing the assignment almost too well. Like they know they are here to make TV and they're all familiar faces. And so we don't have to take any time to like get to know them and like, who do yeah. we like? It's like, I like Kasha Davis before she walked in the fucking door. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mary, I've made a decision. Oh yeah? I am taking a page from the book of Maxine and I am reclaiming my time. Okay. I endorse this decision. I'm reclaiming my time. 
Well, if you can't reclaim it, someone else will be happy to take it off your hands. And I've been too happy to give it away sometimes. My time, my talent, my energy. But never your french fries. I mean, you know, let's be real. I'm not vying for sainthood here. Well, I hear you, Mary. I gotta remind myself to make time for me every week and for my cat. Most importantly, these cats. Maintaining that kind of balance can be hard on our own. Luckily, there is help out there. Why do I feel like we're about to talk about therapy? Because we're definitely about to talk about therapy. And I do love talking about therapy. Marys, if you're struggling to find more balance in your life, maybe it's time to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today to get 10% off your first month. And that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AllRightMary. All right, Mary. I'm glad we got two episodes plus two untucks because the second episode and the untucks far surpassed the opening episode. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I found some little details and, you know, nuggets and clams and oysters and pearls to to pluck from the ocean of episode 1. But sure, I I think that I, I think that we've seen everything you're going to see from a girl group challenge at this point in drag race history. So, um, oh my god, can we talk about that challenge right now? Do you mind? Yeah. I just uh I don't want to go in order. Uh let's just ha- keep this conversation flowing. This uh all these people are talented, right? Don't get me wrong, the songs were fine. Um I just th- there was nothing interesting <laughs> about any of these or I guess nothing on uh, everything was pretty unmemorable yeah I mean you know I I will say that I, en- I enjoyed Darian greatly in the performance I enjoy okay. Darian greatly in general I love Darian I, th- I, mm-hmm. I think Darian is probably already my pizza queen and we haven't even gotten to the Billie Eilish look uh, but I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be positive because, you know, there might be some people who are like just joining us again after a while and it's like, "Hi, no, we still this is still fun." But uh, one of my big takeaways was in retrospect, Sasha Colby's Goddess from the finale is top-tier drag race music. Yes. Top tier. Like so good would listen to it on its own, but I prefer to watch her perform it. Of course. Uh, uh, speaking of All Stars 8, though, I so I think that these two performances were unmemorable, but that doesn't mean that I can't have fun while I'm watching them. I'm just not going to remember them like I remembered, you know, Read You Wrote You. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these are, you know, and I, I these kind of bigger, I don't know. This is more like a, an episode two, episode three girl group challenge in a regular season. And I don't think I ever remember any of those songs. Yeah. And and all that is to say, like, you know, it wasn't a talent show. Maybe that's a good thing. They're kind of changing it up. But uh, yeah, it the challenge is just a format for the queens for us to just like enjoy the queens. So I'm just like, all right, here's a challenge. It's in stark contrast with the next episode, because I really, really enjoyed that challenge. Um, but yeah, I think it's just my problem with the girl group challenge. It's just kind of like, well, they only get four lines to say, you know? 
Yeah, and and usually it's, you know, and I'm here to slay. So, well, why don't, you know, I know that we've talked a bit about this cast and, you know, in our Mm. kind of rumors and whatnot, but I feel like just for the sake of kicking things off, it's the first episode of All Stars 8. We don't have, we have a lot to cover today. We have two episodes we're covering today. Uh, Not all in this one. So folks, we're going to cover episode one in its own episode and then it's going to end. You're going to be there because you're going to be listening. And then there's going to be a separate episode for the second episode. And you're going to hear that because you're going to hit play on that. So just to kind of orient ourselves, why don't we just very quickly introduce ourselves to our cast of queens? All right, Mary. Well, we had Heidi come in, Heidi in Closet. We love Heidi in Closet. Uh, she's adorable. She's very, very talented. And uh, I'm excited she's back. She is one of those queens that was on the assassination of season 12, correct? Yes, she was. She was Miss Congeniality of season 12. And uh, this season, I feel like I'm already feeling like she is giving strong narrator energy. And I am fully mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah. I I am fully here for her. She's very fun to watch, and she is a queen of untucked. That's the other thing about this cast. I'm kind of like, most of this cast are like, untucked queens you know what i mean they are i mean they all they all know that untucked is as good as the fights you get into during untucked or the conversations Correct. you get into or the tears you shed you know untucked is nothing untucked relies completely on the queens in ways that the main show can kind of skirt around yeah i feel like this episode we could only talk about untucked and like mention some of the looks right from the premiere but i i respect what you want to do, you want to keep things positive, you want to kick off these queens uh, and us talk about them again. I get all that. Uh, so Kasha Davis, you love her. Of course. I mean, She was next. She, yeah, Kasha Davis. I don't know if you know this. She's a workhorse queen. I don't know if she mentioned that at all this episode, uh, but she is a workhorse queen and she's sober. Kasha Davis, she got kicked off for the stupidest reason on season seven. Yeah. Yeah, we want to welcome you back. That's what <laughs> she should have worked that in somewhere. And I feel yes. I am back. Girls, I'm back and I feel so welcomed, you know? <laughs> I mean, that would, yeah. I would live for that. But I yeah, respect, yeah. you know, go with go with your tagline. Kasha is a joy. I'm glad we've been wanting her back for a while. She's the type of queen where it's like, okay, you get it. All of your runways are going to be interesting. You know who you are, right? You're going to be great in the acting challenges, the comedy challenges. She's very quick. And I don't think she's kind of a bitch, which, you no, know, no, it's I, always nice, a nice energy to have in the workroom. She's great. And I feel like I, I feel like we're going to get her for Snatch Game this season. And I think it's going to be, oh, I'm just, I think she's doing so well in these first two episodes. And I'm just, I'm so happy that she's at least safe. Um, Next, we have my sister, Nasha, which is not the quote, unfortunately. As per usual, we kind of (laughs) spin it around and butcher it a bit. The quote is actually this. Nasha, it's my sister. (laughs) I feel like Jessica Wilde also calls her her sister. There's uh, some sister vibes. Two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like, oh, it's my sister. Um, yes. Nasha is everybody's sister. Everybody keeps calling, you know, this one, that one, mother. And when you see Nasha, you just have to go, sister. Sister, my sister. And you have to do my sister, Nasha, and you have to shake my your fist. My sister, Nasha. You have to shake it's your fist. My sister, Nasha. My sister, Nasha is here. 
Uh, well, Mary, we would be remiss if we didn't say that bitches, she's back. Bitches, she is back. And I feel we like got the clip. we got this clip. Okay, so uh, this, I, I finally put it on the soundboard. Well, there it is. Um, Sister Mary Tommy had sent this to us a while ago. And I guess I was, you know, working some sort of event or show or something uh, where our sister Nasha was there and got her to record a little message to us, which I'm happy to press the button on now. Marys or bitches, either or. I'm back. <laughs> I just, I just love it. I just love it. Um, and while we're on the topic, because he then also sent this to us uh, just the other day. Congratulations to Mary. <laughs> and only, so only our matrons who've been yes. on the journey with us would know that is Minnie Cooper. It's right here. Uh, I think it's. This. Congratulations to Beverly. Congratulations to Mary. <laughs> oh, the joys, the joys of drag queens. Anyway, Nisha's back. Nisha is gorgeous. Nisha is stunning. She has a weekly, very popular, uh, post drag race kind of discussion recap hosting show at Roscoe's every week. And honestly, like it's become required viewing for a lot of people, right? It's like, oh, I watch uh, Drag Race, then I watch the pit, or then I'm tucked, then I watch the pit stop, then I watch the Roscoe's viewing party. And I just feel like, you know, the fact that she is on the season, yes, it feels right. She's great. She also won Miss Continental, which people forget about. Uh, and and yeah, she's super super talented, and for whatever reason. She hasn't hasn't been on All Stars yet. Well, <clears throat> she's here now. Uh, our sister Nasha is here, uh, you know. And spoiler alert, you know, not for very long. But uh, it explains a here. lot, Mary. It explains a lot. Uh, she's just a little. She's been a little salty, and you're kind of like, huh, what's that about? And it's you know became very clear why. Um, uh, next episode, and then she explains it at the Roscoe's viewing party. Anyway, oh, well, uh, we also have uh, Coco Montrese's daughter, Kahana Montrese, is back and uh, basically has gone through the witness protection program and is is uh, nothing of the sort of the Kahana we knew from season eleven. Apparently, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with her. She's obviously, you know, uh, very kind of seasoned now. Has as a better handle on what she's doing uh, as a performer. So that'll be great. Yeah. And of course, from the Boogie Down Bronx, Candy Muse is back. Yes, the Muse, the one who lip syncs with a lisp. Yeah, lip synced. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will say there's this great micro moment when Candy comes in and it cuts the other queens and Heidi does almost a willow pill, oh shit, reaction to Sasha Colby. Uh, it's just this like, oh shit face that I... I think says a lot. I think I would have had the same reaction, not of like, oh, God, not candy, but just, oh, okay, well, competition is here, you know, uh, in terms of the star of a season is here. Yeah, and you know what I appreciate about candy is that she's very aware of the fact that people don't like her because she's outspoken and loud. And she's also very aware that that's also why people love her. And I think that's, I don't know, I think that's a, a really good place to start all stars 
Yeah, yeah. She, you know, I I realized he, when she talked about, like, I'm one of the most, you know, polarizing figures in Drag Race history, I thought, <laughs> um, oh, and this is a just a brief segue to bingo. That probably could have gone on the bingo board if a queen saying something about in blank 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 in Drag Race history or herstory, mm. uh, which of course is just a little reminder to anybody listening that indeed we are doing All Stars Eight Bingo uh, this season. And so if you're following us on Instagram, you've hopefully seen that post. You've gotten your bingo board. If not, you're hearing it now. The link will be in the description, or you just go to our website and get your bingo board for All Stars Eight Bingo. Bingo, Come on, bingo, 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 right? That's from my girl. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody outside got bingo. <laughs> yeah. Somebody out there got bingo. <laughs> anyway, I, Candy Muse, I wanted her to come in and go, well, I hope you brought a sweet tooth because Miss Candy Muse is in the motherfucking house. I think that would have been a yeah. really nice callback. Yeah, I wish that she would have been like, Candy's hot, Candy is candente, you know? Like, I just need someone to quote Candy Ho on this show more. <laughs> My name's Kenny Muse, and that's right on my alley. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's gosh. That's, that's who we need to see on All Stars. Candy Ho. She was such a great lip syncer. She was. They had to edit around it so she could, they could send her home. Exactly. Darian Lake is next. The wait is over. We love Darian Lake. She's hilarious. I, I, I can't wait to see what she does. I'm telling you, the Deborah Monk of Drag Race. I... Love Darian Darian Lake. I just love her, and just love she. Her. I just love her, and it, she's giving she's giving me Pizza Queen. She's giving me BSA energy. Like th- this is for the reasons I watch Drag Race. Darian is checking all of the boxes. Yeah, no, I, she does really well at this format. She's good at the Talking Heads. She can do the mm-hmm. runways. Yeah, I'm into Darian. Uh, yeah. Then we have our our. You know, first out, uh, Monica Beverly Hills comes in. Can't you see she's trying to get some sun? Can't you see I'm trying to get some sun? Because they show little clips from like their past seasons, and I was like, they really, and they really had to edit, right? Yeah. Can't you see I'm trying to get some sun? I mean, that's so like, I don't know. It makes me think of also like a a gay dad on the prowl. Can't you see I'm trying to get some sun? Oh, like sun is like a noun. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. as like a as an SON. Can't you see I'm trying to get some sun? Right. But it's like daddy and son, right? Like, you know, sexy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm hunting yeah. for daddy if, tonight. Yeah. yeah. If I really grind tonight. this joke into oatmeal, I think people will get it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, it's drag race. They grind jokes into I mean, yeah. look at the last next week's challenge. Anyway, uh, James, bitch that's still All-Stars. I'm glad she's coming back. Uh, she's kind of been in the All-Stars ether a while, like the galaxy a while. She was, you know, in various uh, w- w- features or special guest appearances. She was a guest star as a like a what was she? She kind of like was the leader of a group in one of these challenges right didn't she come in to one season and they had to do a advertisement i don't remember it was james and then like two other queens like that from queens past i think tepas du jour was one of them it was season 14 13 it was the thing about the early outs and they had to like yeah there was some early outs thing yes yeah so 
So James Mansfield, I'm and listen, James Mansfield introduced me to the line "Summer Diamond, Summer Not." So like, James is welcome for as long as she wants to stay. I love James. James plays the character that Jimbo is playing, except she plays it in the '60s. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a '60s variation on this character. Absolutely, yep. you know, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. uh, ditzy, beautiful blonde she's doing like she is doing judy holiday and jimbo is doing like oh i don't know like it's like a pamela anderson meets like sandy dennis i don't know <laughs> i don't know who that is but is she uh anna faris meets you know oh anna faris sure who's the other anna anna nicole smith there mm-hmm. there's like that yeah that just like but blonde bombshell who's very much into her body, has seen a lot of shit, but still just keeps trucking on, you know? Yeah, I guess it really would be like an Anna Nicole Smith meets Anna Faris. Mm. I think that's probably like it because there's there, there's that like, I don't know, that. And this is Jimbo we're uh, talking about, right? Yeah, we've jumped ahead. We've skipped two queens. Now we're suddenly talking about Jimbo. But, uh, you know, first things first. Mm. Alexis Michelle. Alexis Michelle. That's right. Alexis Michelle, back on the show, back on the pod. You know, (laughs) uh, a big topic. So you know, not that I'm not that I'm suggesting anyone go back and listen to our season nine recaps because there was a Mary who messaged us recently who was a a newer Mary from season fifteen who went back and listened to season nine and I was and was asking us like, oh, are there any like takes you would have had from back then that you would have like you'd have changed or you know you you feel differently on now and i was like girl probably like most of what i said that season <laughs> like let's be real i but uh alexis michelle was a very big topic of conversation in our season nine coverage i i i don't doubt that absolutely not um i have to say my new rattle and i'm a floozy i just love it i love it so much and i loved it back then so i know that hasn't changed you gotta get it on the soundboard yeah i mean you know gotta get them ears on my name's alexis and i'm a floozy oh so good <laughs> yeah it's that it's that edge of like that's a great cat right there that mm-hmm. she puts into it yeah mm-hmm. and i'm a floozy <laughs> yeah that's a great cat right there and i'm a floozy <laughs> takes a pet like no problem <laughs> so i have a lot of thoughts on alexis michelle obviously alexis michelle is like a friend of mine so uh it's hard for me to talk to her as a 2D character on television, but I'm going to do all I can to only talk about Alexis as a 2D character on television, right? Because all of them are playing characters of themselves. All of them are playing, you know, into the game of reality show. I'm just going to do my best to talk about Alexis Michelle and not Alex that I went to college with. Does that make sense? Yeah. These are, I, you know, there's a, a, a podcast called Watch What Crappens, and they recap like all Bravo shows. And they were doing, a, they do a lot of live shows, and they were doing like a whole recap of a, a Real Housewives episode. And like a couple of the, or one of the housewives who was on that season was there at the live show. And so you could tell they were like, uh, okay, so listen, like we're going to make fun of you, but we're talking about the, the you as characters on a TV show. Like we're seeing you as literally what you just said, just 2d characters on a TV show. Come responding to an edit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the narrative we're being told with the edit, we're not talking about you, the human being. And I, I think she was drunk enough that she didn't care, oh but, God. uh, but yes, indeed. We're, these are just the characters that were being shown. So Alexis, 
the context of Alexis and like just how I see her, uh, she is in and out of drag. She she is a forty six to forty eight year old woman from Long Island. That's how she acts. That's who she is. That's what she's bringing to the table at all times. She's very much an aunt, somebody that was a mother or is a mother. Uh, she has that kind of like, I don't know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that voice, you know, compared to James, yeah. where James intentionally puts on a voice that is very much not there when James is out of drag. Alexis, you hear Alexis's voice, you see her in drag, and you think, ah, that you've put on the Womana voice. Mm. But that is Alexis no, in and out of voice. drag. Yeah, yeah that's and, voice. You know, <laughs> and it is, and it is a very, like, it's a bold energy, but it's like, She's a fucking drag queen theater kid from New York. It's like in the same way of like, I don't expect Jamie Lee Curtis to be down to earth because she's Jamie Lee Curtis. Sure. Why would she have any touch sure. with reality? Why would Alexis Michelle or Alex not be this way given all of the ingredients that make this person? And I'm here for it on TV. No, I am so here for it. I We have to learn to love this. You know what I mean? If you don't understand how to love it, you know, because it yeah. is, it is in, in many ways, very unique and also very common with gay people uh, to be this 48, 46 year old woman from Long Island. She, if Alexis were to be cast in the Golden Girls, she would be Dorothy. It would be perfect. Oh, that's an interesting idea. If casting the Golden Girls, I mean, I know that so many of the queens have done Golden Girls, but it's like, that's just a rabbit hole of like, oh, who I would put in roles. Her voice would, it's is just that B. Arthur. Like, she, I, mm-hmm. or, or just that, that like, mana, 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 ma. You know, it's this just like, gah. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and then there's... Jessica, mm. Jessica Wilde is back. Uh, Mary, protect Jessica Wilde at all costs. I mean, can I just need to say this now that like Jessica out of drag and those talking heads, there is, it is giving me, you know, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to say it. She's giving me machofucker.com energy. I am, I think Jessica Wilde is a Planta Rosa production and I I just, it gives me a whole new appreciation. Do you, you know what I'm talking no, about? No, right? I actually don't <gasps> know those two references. Oh, well, for them, there are Marys out there who, you know, are giving me little snaps. They know what I'm talking about. Mary, consider this my Mother's Day gift to you. Uh, to look up macho fuckers at some point? Okay. I will not do right that. now. Yeah, yeah not right now. Right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jessica Wilde, I'm very excited to see her back. Um, she is the queen that has the most history, right? The most years um, in between. Um, we've been wanting Jessica Wilde back on our screens since season two. Uh, she was who I was rooting for when I watched season two. I just loved her, uh, her and Jujube. Um, and yeah, her RuPaul is iconic. Her chicken is iconic. Um, she's so charming. She's got that drink. She got yelled at in a limo or in the car ride back from Pass Around Party Bottom, Jeffrey Moran. Oh, uh, that's right. He was going to yell at her. Yeah, that's right. He was going to yell at Jessica. Gonna yell at. He's like, yeah, no, this is the type of thing that I would yell at you about, you know, on the way back from the gig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just... You know, her like huddled against the the passenger door of a Lincoln Continental while Jeffrey just yells at her and 
splashes wine, <laughs> splashes like airplane airport bottle airplane bottles of oh, liquor, God. you know, angrily into a rocks glass. Yeah. Why do we always go to these places? I don't know. He just We've like crushes a, a pill with his fist. Lifetime movies. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, anyway, we should create that. Actually, no. You know who we should get? We should get uh, Shane to create a comic book cover of Jeffrey Moran yelling at Jessica. Jeffrey Moran. Oh my god. I mean, I because I just I basically just imagine Jessica Wilde and Jeffrey Moran as Julia Roberts and the husband and sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> And she's like, you know, floating herself out to sea and, you know, <laughs> faking her death, you know. She gets an all-stars and all of a sudden she goes into the ladies' room to vote and she sees the towels. <gasps> Jeffrey's here! Jeffrey's here! <laughs> wow. You know, it's a vodka bottle. Yeah, it's an absolute yeah, vodka, yeah, it's, vodka bottle. It's an absolute yeah. vodka acai. bottle. Yeah. No, it's acai. Yeah, it's it's acai, yeah. yeah. The bot- and all the labels have been turned to face out and she knows she didn't put the bottle in that way. Right. Jeffrey was here. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, um, okay, so, yes. And then we talked about Jimbo. Jimbo coming in with those big fucking tits. Uh, we had a long discussion about the controversy around Jimbo. Was it last week on um, Matreon? But it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't care to rehash that discussion. But I did love the entrance line. I didn't come to race. I came to cruise. Um, what what's interesting about Jimbo is you either love this or you hate this. You're either offended by this or you understand what they're trying to do, or you're creating a, a narrative for yourself that makes it amazing. Um, I think that's interesting drag. I I think Jimbo does really cool drag, and you know, respond to whoever you want to. I'm not the response police. Yeah. I uh I I just I love the you know again getting a little flashback to you know Jimbo in a past season. I just love the reminder of Jimbo's Joan Rivers and like, oh, you miss mm. your mother. Smell my goddamn fingers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking phenomenal. Uh, <sighs> and, and you know what I also loved about, uh, I don't know if you remember this from UK versus the world, but Jimbo would like talk to the the umbrella like, oh, umbrella, who should I pick? And mm-hmm. uh, just kind of read the room, knew, knew what was going on uh, to the point where like, I don't know if it was the editors or it was Jimbo, but there's something just so irreverent about Jimbo that's just like, even when he was selecting the lipstick next episode, like in the talking head, they edited the talking head where he burps. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, yes, this is exactly what we need. We need this to not be that serious. They're going into a powder room with no toilet uh, to vote, right? Yeah. Like, none of this is serious. And that's what I do love about Jimbo is that even when... Uh, it is serious. He'll still make it fake. It's it, it's all fake. It's a show. It, yeah, it's here. Now go into this bathroom and vote. I really think once it, things come down to you're going to go into this bathroom and vote, you know, Monica, dry your tears. Like, yeah, yeah. this is fine. Yeah, Nisha, uh, uh, we understand. And like, it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, they voted for you in a bathroom. You know, they voted for you in a bathroom. <laughs> so uh, with no toilet, but a sink and and pump soap. Uh, finally, we get Miss Lalaurie. Yes, Lalaurie. She is my pick. She's who I want to win. I'm going to she's who I'm going to be rooting for every week. Uh, I just know she's an amazing performer. And I think that she deserves all of the flowers, all of the money. I want her to win the next lip sync or 
I have lots to say about the lip sync uh, cash prize, whatever that they keep rolling over or that they w- would roll mm-hmm. over. Um, and I want La La Ree to win, like win it after it goes up to 50 grand. You know what I mean? I like, that's the occasion that I want her to win on because she is so fucking good. I like the idea that she would be manifesting that moment in her season 13 lip sync where she was picking up dollars you know Mm. i love the idea that like oh lala you like you manifested this moment now you're really picking up dollars Mm. in a lip sync oh god that lip sync people don't talk about that lip sync enough anyway that is the cast um i you know what are your thoughts on the mini challenge again mary i'm gonna be totally honest with you like I am, and this was something that I had a problem with with uh, Drag Race Spain last week. Because let me tell you, I fucking loved Drag Race Spain last week when they did the the ball. But I I was reflecting. I'm like, why am I struggling with this episode? And it's because I don't really know how to talk about fashion specifically. I'm always when I look at it, I'm just like, wow, or meh, and that's kind of all I can say about these looks and I think that's okay right I don't watch drag for the fashion I watch drag for like the impact you know I just write down what I respond to and so and usually it's not like the aesthetics of the look it's something about the moment so like for example in the fame then runway they don't really highlight it but when Candy Muse comes out as Candy Muse Paul, like recreating a RuPaul look, you can see in one of the shots RuPaul clapping excitedly when she comes out. Oh. And I just I just love that, that we didn't really get to see that, but there's this little micro moment of like, oh, RuPaul knew exactly what Miss, Miss Muse was doing. And that's a great thing to focus on instead of my reaction to when Candy came out looking like that. Yeah, like this is just like, it. it's just responding to what feels good. Like Jimbo's Marilyn Monroe, I thought... Uh was just such a cool wow I, just, I was like that's so cool i just love what you did and like it's not an original idea but and it's probably been done on drag race before in other ways but like this felt like the best version of that yes no question and i think jessica wilde also had a wow moment oh when she was uh nefertiti the Nef- Nefer- oh yeah oh god she looked so good i feel like i wrote down a note about that um I mean, it's just unfortunate but, that Monica came out yeah. with kind of a similar direction and then Jessica came out shortly after. And it's kind of like, oh, well, some are yeah, diamonds, it, some are not, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I thought they both looked good, but, yeah. it, you know, yeah. That, I mean, uh, that should go without saying. And I, I, yeah, I have more thoughts on this, too. I just, all of my thoughts are kind of across the board and I don't know how to organize them well. That's kind of like the the name of my game these days because I'm kind of going a little insane. But Mary, like, uh, I'll say it now. Like, all of them are great. All of them are gorgeous. Kasha Valor, Kasha Valor, Kasha Valor. That was, that's what I call her untalked look when she had no wig on. But Kasha Davis, she came out as Kris Jenner, but I was seeing, and I think the, the judges were seeing Liza Minnelli, <laughs> and that had me spinning into a thought of if I were to do this runway, this fame then, fame now, and it's a little like, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to get away with it, but what I think would be really interesting was like fame then come out as Liza Minnelli in Cabaret or Liza with a Z, like come out as like prime oh. Liza and then fame now come out as Liza at the Oscars in the wheelchair, with like a blow up Lady Gaga, like attached oh behind my it. God. 
you know, and like kind of show that thing of like what is fame then and now look like for the same person. Mm. I mean, you can do the same with share, you know. Yep. Yeah. And I and, you know, and I'm sure, you Madonna. know, Twitter would hate that I was using a wheelchair, but it's like that's that's the look, sis. Um, but yeah, it, indeed, it's it, not glamorous about that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and but I think, yeah, just that idea that like take the same character, the same person mm. and how we saw them then and how we see them now. I don't know. I think uh, that would have been really interesting. Yeah. The fame now runway was fine. But when Jimbo and La La Ree came out as like representations of that, that's when I was like, OK, this is. This is at least smart, right? Jimbo with a thumbs up hair was so smart. You could say what you want about Lala's Lalari's look. Like, was it perfect? No, but at least it was like interesting in the fact that it wasn't, you know, a celebrity. Yeah, I, th I think Lala. I mean, if I were Lalari, I would have come out with some variation of the bag look. Oh my that god! Did give her fame. It's like being meme worthy is is fame now, and I would yes. have leaned into that in some way. Oh, uh, that's and brilliant! Yes. And to be honest, I mean, I I I hope, and a future example of this is Darian as Billie Eilish. When I tell you, the the more I look at this look, the more I love it and laugh, and just I it is so. It's just, I mean, and I get what she's doing, and I get what RuPaul told her about dragging it up, but I also love that she didn't. And and I do love that it's just like, it's just like this Mrs. Doubtfire moment that I just love. Hey, I love but that like, you love it, Mary. I love that you love it. I love drag. I love drag because we can have all of these different types of reactions. Yeah, no, that's great. That's it's great. just like, it's, it's become a cult favorite look of mine. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> Sure, that's fine. It's, that's fine. It's so, it's so. I mean, we're talking funny. about it, right? At least we're talking about yeah. it. It's like the bag look, we're talking about it. You know whose look we're not talking about? The Kim Petra look. And I love that she said Kim Petra, and the editors kept it in. Yeah, they didn't even edit in like the S from <laughs> trying to get some sunlight on the skin. You know, trying to get some sun from earlier. They just left it in. Well, similar to that, uh, James Mansfield kept calling it the queen that stole Christmas. It's the queen who stole Christmas. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Correct that thinking, bitch. Yeah. Right. I just kept get thinking. Red marker. Valerie, can you just can you just say the Lincoln Navigator? You know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, this mini challenge, good to see lots of looks. Um, and yeah, I, yeah it, it becomes kind of untenable when you realize, oh, then they had more looks after this. Then they had signature drag. It's so many looks. Some people would say, but at least, the, you know, a queen who went home first still got to show sure. three looks or That's four true. looks considering her entrance look. So it's like. Well, and now with the fame game, we get to see all of them. So, And with the fame game, we get to see all of them. And I don't know if I fully understand the logistics of the fame game and when things are filmed and how it gets posted. I have to be honest with you where you kind of don't have a response to the to the looks and the fashion i glaze over when whenever they talk about the fame game i'm just like i just i can't i just i don't know what i don't know what you're trying to explain to me and i don't care it's, maybe it's a conversation for uh our matreon uh, sister mary's level because yeah i i i don't know if it's really i'm at once i'm like okay the fans are gonna vote but isn't everybody just gonna vote for who they feel bad for now 
I I really think the chance of this blowing up in faces is significant. Well, now I'm kind of like, let's start a campaign. Like, vote for the villain. Vote for the villain. Vote for, like, who's the... You know, there's so many things, right? It's like, Monica will, by the end of the fame game, will have, like, 12 looks. But, like, the queen who went home... looks, though. Well, I guess it's like, so then are you voting for, like, the accumulation of runways you saw on the show and offline? Yes. I guess that's how that works. But it's... I don't know. When are... So they... You know, you know, we'll talk about this on Matreon. I, I don't want to derail us. There's, I have too many questions, and none of it matters because I don't really care about the fame game. There's, there's my, there's my unfiltered opinion. Is I don't think the fame game is a very interesting twist this season. Got but it. I'm glad it's not that the an interesting gonna... twist on the show. To, uh, if I'm being honest, on the show, it's not interesting. It's interesting, like for after the show, you know, or yeah, in July know. when the votes are tallied. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise the signature drag runway, man, I, I'll use your phrase. Like none of it really spoke to me except for maybe Jimbo's. Well, then we don't have to talk about it. I love it. Um, so the Queens are challenged to do this, this, uh, Fenton and Randy song, uh, fame, glamour, money, sex and drag. Drag art. Yeah. Horror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drag, horror, filth, glamour, whatever it is. (laughs) She's a killer queen, whatever it is. They're doing girl groups. They're picked for teams. Uh, What I wanted, because, you know, I realize you do not want to talk about the choreography segment, and I understand that. What I want to bring up is what I think they tried to do this season because they clearly listened to All Right, Mary, and it's all about us, is that instead of just focusing on the queen's who are struggling through choreography, they're adding in all of these comments from the peanut gallery, uh, you know, of Queen, of the team that's watching them. Mm-hmm. And some of these quotes were, I mean, like this, I, I'm so glad Monica Beverly Hills made it to the soundboard before going home because we got this quote. Candy's quiet. She wants to go ham. Yeah. <laughs> Candy's quiet. She wants to go ham. Oh. And I just, I love that. Uh, and then I also love Heidi watching Jessica lead her team in the choreography. You just left half the girls in the dust, Jessica. Calm down. <laughs> Jessica, calm down. <laughs> oh, I just love that. Let's um, calm Jessica to death. <laughs> yeah, let's calm Jessica to death. Uh, so anyway, that's. I just wanted to talk about those moments. Katie's quiet. She wants to go home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, Mary, I think the reason why... I am struggling talking about this premiere episode. I don't know why I didn't mention this before. It's probably because we missed last week. But I saw this episode a week before the premiere. So I saw this episode two weeks ago at the LGBT Center in Manhattan. Uh, The entire cast of Drag Race was there. They were interviewed on a panel. And then they showed us the whole first episode up until the moment that Aja was about to say Monica's name. Uh, So they cut it right before that. And I, so, you know, it was exciting then. So we've talked a bit about the, I mean, we've, and if we haven't talked about the performance, we've talked about this performance in other seasons and other episodes. We've talked about girl groups and they all give their like, what, you know, eight bars, 16 bars. How many bars they got there? Well, let's call them the I'm so fierce bars. Yeah, we get eight, we get we get some fierce bars. I think my favorite thing about this challenge is that 
similar to Glamazonian Airways, Kasha Davis gets the end moment. And I just felt like that was, you know, she gets to say brunch at the end. Oh. And I just, you know, recognition of Kasha Davis. Um, when it comes to the runway, now I know on Reddit, there were a lot of Redditors who were like, oh, what song do you think it's going to be? What's going to be? And it's this song, Who Is She mm. by RuPaul. And here's the thing. I think this is a great runway song. Same. And I think it's a great choice. I did not need modern love. I did not need uh, She's a Super Queen. I did not need uh, Old Friends New, Blue Friends Gold. I love this. And what I love about this the most is that there's a part of this song that is like the coolest music they've ever given a drag queen to walk to on Drag Race. And I'm going to be paying attention to which queen, and I have a clip of it, of which queen gets this part of the runway song every week because I feel like it's always a queen who's doing well that week. Uh, And so this week, Candy and Jimbo both got this, this little part of Who Is She? That's like sissy that walk level good to mm, me. All right. <laughs> it's so good. I was like, oh, wow. So I I want to believe in my heart of hearts that there's some correlation between the queen who gets that moment on the runway and like doing well that week. Mm. All right. Well, we'll write it down, Mary. We'll make sure that write we're it tracking down. this. Yes, we're tracking write it this. Down. Who got the who is she bridge? Who got the who is she bridge? Yeah. Uh, you know, here's a little micro moment when they get to the critiques. Uh, did you did you I don't know if you if you noticed when Heidi said hello back to RuPaul, which I have a clip of. Welcome, all stars. Hi. Based on your. <laughs> um, that's She's something so I brilliant. Love. I feel like Hi. she doesn't give a shit about any script. She's like, no, nope, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Hi. That was um that was another favorite moment. Uh and of course Kahana wins, which means it's time for everyone to go to the bathroom and place their votes. That's correct. That's correct. Did you think Kahana should have won? I think I was too focused on Darian. And you know, to be honest with you, it's like I don't know if I had a different choice of who should have won, but I kind of felt like that was what was going to happen was this was a really like kind of perfect narrative for Kahana to come mm. back and win the first challenge. Yeah, that's the way I looked at it too. I just feel like everybody in the challenge sort of did the same. I mean, yeah, they could like pick apart who didn't do the choreography well and if that counted, right? For James it didn't count. Uh, but for <laughs> Monica and Darren, yeah. it did. But um, <laughs> you know, again, all stars rules. Um, but the in terms of like the looks, we got so many looks, and I think Kana's impact of like, oh shit, you just showed up the entire time. Uh, I think did a lot. I think did a lot. The other one that I think really showed up in every single look was Jimbo. Oh, I mean, Jimbo is like. Jimbo is kind of the like already feels like head of the pack to me. And I, and that's obviously knowing what happens in the second episode, but Kahana was giving me Trinity K Bonet levels of drag. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I'll give her that. The other one that I think was in the top for me was Jessica Wilde. Uh, even though her rocker chick look was probably the most unmemorable, but otherwise I thought she did great in the challenge. I thought she did great in the mini runways. Uh, and so she was a top for me as well. And she had this quote. I look like a hooker and I love that. Yeah. 
And I yeah. love that. Uh, yeah. And I love you for that. Yeah. Mm. And I love you for that. Exactly. Uh. Well, I don't uh, check your DMs, Mary, because I think we've got a lip sync assassin who just wants to have a conversation. <laughs> Mary, I Aja was on my my brain this week, not just because I saw the episode one week early, but because there was a clip from the Renaissance tour, Beyonce's Renaissance tour that was going around. And mm-hmm. Beyonce was noging. Like she wasn't really voguing to Vogue by Madonna. She was noging. It was also to, you know, the Vogue by Madonna mashup that she does with Break My Soul. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, is Aja going to follow up with Beyonce? Right, right. Does like, she have ballroom on your success. Yeah. yeah. Do you have ball? I just want to know. I just want to have a conversation. I mean, I have to say. If we think of season 15 as like a movie and Aja as kind of this like Veronica Cartwright and the Witches of Eastwick sort of character, Mm. I feel like Aja coming back as the lip sync assassin in All-Stars 8 is the perfect epilogue to that movie. Interesting. It's like it was set up the entire way, you know? Yeah. It was so, and all these assholes on Twitter being like, oh, Aja, you're so desperate to get back on the show. And she's like, I already know that I filmed a lip sync assassination at All Stars 8 while you're saying that to me. They asked me back and I won. And I just, like, listen, uh, we certainly laughed, you know, at Aja's, you know, expense a fair bit during season 15 and all of that. But, like, also recognized, hey, you're in the conversation. And so to see her pop up as the lip sync assassin, I was like, and that is the button I needed on this. Oh, absolutely. And to a Beyonce song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it just, it was all full circle. And I really, uh, I loved it. And and a great song, Freakum Dress. Freakum Dress is a great song. Yeah. Great, great song. song. Uh, and it's yeah. a great uh, lip sync song, a great lip sync song for these two types of queens. They needed to start this season with this type of lip sync. Like they couldn't do a spoken word one or a ballad for the first episode. They always want a high intensity dance, dip, spin, drop. That's always what they want. And they got it. Uh, Aja and Kahana both did really, really well. Um, I think Aja. And you know what? This kind of goes into my thinking about um, uh, lip sync assassins. Aja just came in and did exactly what she was paid to do. Uh, and then some, you know, and I think every lip sync assassin that's brought on this show should be very difficult to beat. Well, that's what's happening so far. Oh, thank uh, God. And, and I, it's so much more interesting. Great. Yeah. Well, and then the money, the, the, the cash prize gets bigger. Yes, and exactly. So, like, exactly. It creates some great stakes. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's so good. And Aja was a great pick. You know, she's Candy Muse's drag mother. You know, that could have been a story as well. To put Aja yep. and Candy against each other. Obviously, they did some production for the next episode, which, you know, we can definitely talk about and uh, guess on. But this was great. Uh, I thought Aja did fantastic and just showed everybody that she she is the one that can do this, you know? Yeah, I, I guess there's no conversation to be had, Aja, I believe. You know, I believe you do have a background in ballroom. <laughs> it was yeah. just great. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is like the tiniest detail. And I throw it out there because three and a half people out there know what I'm talking about. But I think before and after the lip sync, Darian, in understandably her concern about what's going to happen next, does this kind of choking hand thing around your like her hands are like up on her neck. And it's like the international sign for choking. Mm. And I just it's this wonderfully dramatic, draggy, like, <gasps> kind of cl- it's it's the it's clutching your pearls in drag it's i love it and so i three of you know what i'm talking about 
I think that we need on the soundboard Jimbo saying the twist, the twist. Whenever we talk about the twist, yeah, yeah, because I just I don't you know don't why I, yeah. I just glaze over. I think you know why because it's like I'm not gonna am I not, I'm not even I'm not gonna vote. I'm not gonna vote. I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> I think the twist is interesting. To, I think the twist is interesting to talk about um, because it was a really really important dance move in the '60s. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I would love to see the mashed potato next season. Uh huh. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm okay with a, a little bit of a swimmer. Are they going to bring like... the pony? You know? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'd like to see someone do that Tootsie Roll. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, well, um, <laughs> the twist. The twist. Uh, I also just, I clocked this. I don't know if you clocked this, but when RuPaul says, we have the most devoted fan base in the world, and they cut to Alexis doing that, like, 46-year-old woman nod, like, mm, mm, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's right. They are. <laughs> They're god-awful. Yeah. <laughs> And I you know, love that it's Alexis nodding because the fandom, you know, obviously they pick who they want to bully. And uh -huh. Alexis was like bullied brutally by the queens on that season, by the editors and by the fandom. So just saying all that. it, You know, I mean, she, it, it's she, she is that kid on the playground where it's like, what, what are you wearing? Pantaloons? And you're playing with. 19th century Playmobil characters. What's going on over here? You know, She's feeling her oats. No, no, that yeah. clip, that clip that keeps going around online of uh, uh, Sasha Velour just like laughing in her face is cruel. It's just cruel, and for whatever reason, very entertaining. I mean, it's it's I don't know. Yeah, because it's the kind of it's it's like the comeback. It really is in so many ways. Mm. When Alexis does stuff like this, Sasha Valor in that moment is Jane, you know. And so that's what's entertaining is we're watching someone watch something happen, you know. <sighs> anyway, anyway, uh, you know, I think that Rue learned or somebody learned that in the past seasons when Rue would gasp when a queen would be announced as eliminated in an organic way that that worked really well mm. so now Rue's gonna gasp every week every time and she doesn't know who these queens are no <gasps> who's Monica <laughs> we cast Monica on the show no, 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 yeah. she calls her Melanie Beverly Hills yeah yeah <laughs> You know, in honor of her referring to Kim Petra, Petras as Kim Petra, I think we should call her Monica Beverly Hill. Monica Beverly Hill. One hill. Monica Beverly Hill. Congratulations to Monica Beverly Hill. Monica Beverly Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, speaking of Monica and crying and Alexis, Untucked. We have to talk about Untucked. We have to talk about Alexis on Untucked. We have to talk about what happened here. So, yes. Yeah, so, Untucked, I I feel like the season kicked off with uh, quite a moment that I, I saw, like, Reddit and Instagram and Twitter jump on right away. And it's when, you know, they're all kind of rallying around Monica Beverly Hill crying on the couch. And Alexis is empathizing and and then maybe also having a lot of her own feelings and it spins very quickly from i i know that you know this is really hard for you but i was i was also really worried about how i would be received and then she is very poorly received by everyone on the couch 
I mean, the, the, the shots of everybody is what is gagging everybody, right? I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's like All Stars 1, Episode 1 Untucked, where it's just, it's so much also about the reactions yeah. that you're seeing around the room. Like, you wanted crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. there you go. And and I think the fandom is has to reckon with the reality here. This is interesting TV. This is fun. This is good. This is something to watch. And if you, if I, I know that there's that sentiment of like, oh, I just want her gone for this. It's like, wait, you want her gone for this? Then there won't be any theatrics. This is what is, this, this is probably the best thing I've seen in Untucked in the first two episodes was this moment. We need this. We need queens to be drag queens. We need them to be wrapped up in their own narratives. We need them to be dramatic. We need them to be emotional or else Untucked is just like taking time away from the real friends of WeHo. <laughs> Mary, like, uh, and again, this isn't like really meant to be disrespectful to anybody that cries or wants to stay or whatever. Uh, and Monica's moment, right? But like, th that's a been there, done that kind of TV moment. Alexis took that moment and then made it interesting. She made it funny. She made it hilarious due to her authentic emotions at the time. You can call it theatrics. You can call it fake. Call it whatever you want. But it was good TV and it was Alexis bringing that to us. So, I don't know. I'm going to lean in on this. Like, yeah, was I, was I sad for Monica? Yes. I wasn't sad about Monica, though. And I'm glad Alexis took over. It was more interesting. Well, you know, there's a very similar moment on the most recent season, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, with the aforementioned Jamie Lee Curtis, when she, because she's friends with Kyle Richards, and she has got this charity, My Hand in Yours, and she comes over to Kyle's or whatever, and it's all the ladies are there for a lunch and, and for Jamie Lee to, to promote her charity. And one of the housewives, Dorit, is, uh, she is just overreacting to all of the little, like, um, things the, the the branded my hand and yours things that Jamie Lee is showing off these hand towels and this these wind chimes and Dorit is just being like that those are the chicest wind chimes I have ever seen and it became this like laughing stock yes. even, it's oh a, I remember it's Evan a, Ross Katz posting about this okay. yes, yes and it's a very similar energy that the other the other ladies are kind of laughing at her and they all kind of laugh about it in you know in the reunion but then Jamie Lee joins for the reunion for a brief segment and she. Like, basically, what you're talking about, she kind of says the same thing. She And she spins it where she says, your enthusiasm for my charity, you know, helped raise the most money in one day. And, like, they made it this whole thing, and they called them D the Dorit Wind Chimes. And so, like, it was this moment where Dorit was, like, overdoing it. But, like, it ended up being the, one of the most memorable moments of the season. And there was a collateral benefit for Jamie Lee and my hand in yours. And so I, I think for any Real Housewives fans— Alexis Michelle is having her Dorit wind chimes moment. And I think it's like a valid moment for what, you know, however you want to like view Alexis Michelle, like she was, she had emotions that needed to come out. And to be honest with you, they were way more interesting than Monica's. And I know that sounds harsh, but like they were, it was so, it created such a funny moment because everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Monica's the one that's about to go home. Oh, Jessica's face. I mean, that is that is a tank top. That is an absolute it's a tote bag. Tote, tote bag, yes. Tank top, absolutely. Like a sort of I, I wanna have a version of it where it almost has that kind of like 
streamed kind of airbrushed quality on the edges, like one of those shirts you'd get airbrushed at the at the shore. Mm. But it's her, it's just that face uh-huh. on a white yes. tank top. You yes, know? I could even see like a you know one of those like caricature artists. Uh huh. Yeah, but I I just I want that, that kind yeah. of yeah. I just it's so good. So that was I mean that really was. That's the untucked I'm here for. You know, we, we really, if we really think about it, we have not had many great untucked moments in the past couple years. And, you know, congratulations to Beverly for this one. This is going to be the season for untucked. I, 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 so. I can feel it. You have Heidi, you have Jimbo, you have Alexis, you have Candy. All four of those people have had their untucked moments. Like, I know what's coming. Um, and the other thing I wanted to add here is like, I don't know. You think Alexis doesn't know that this was insane in retrospect? Like, maybe not insane, but just like, you know, read the room. Like, she knows. She knew this was, she knows this is wild. She must. She got her feelings. She, cause she, you know, she feels deeply and it, it's, it's there. And I think it's worth calling out because people are hating on Alexis for talking too much, for taking up too much air, for making it about her. But those same people are celebrating Candy for being loud and un- unapologetic. And all I'm saying is, like, let's be consistent and let's just let them all do whatever they want to do. Alexis Michelle is, I was going to say, she's not the new Jan on this podcast. She's the OG Jan yeah, on this podcast. That's right. This is a, yep, we're, you know, uh, that's the truth. So Jan, 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 one star in iTunes. Alexis Michelle, Alexis Michelle, Alexis Michelle, one star in iTunes. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, these are characters. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of like you need, as to quote Nicki Minaj, you need bad guys like me. Uh, you, you need these characters on TV. It makes everything better. It makes everything more interesting. And especially Alexis, because it's not like Alexis doing bad drag on the show. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's like that's what kind of makes a character like this interesting is that her drag is so impeccable and like her paint is so good and like everything is just in place that I think it makes it more interesting when she does something that feels out of place. Right. Exactly. Um, I also love kind of the narrative around Alexis of just kind of being like this um just this horny teenager like she's like you know she finds out uh, Jessica thinks that she's uh, husband material she's like well we could Kai Kai and she's like talking about her crush on La La Ree I don't know Jimbo may be a slut right and that might be Jimbo's drag but like Alexis is like well no I am I am a slutty woman or I am a an open woman you know yeah I am also horny Uh, So I guess that raises the important question. Does that mean that Alexis is your BSA of the week? Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, I think we have to give it to Alexis because this episode was not about Alexis at all. And yet, Mary, if I'm being honest with you, you know, we we just talked about the whole of episode one. Untucked is the reason why this episode needed to exist. So that we could we could build to this moment. I think uh, I'm I, certainly Alexis. You know, listen, Darian is like, it's kind of it, it's it's just going to be really hard to be because I I have such deep love for Darian Lake in so many ways that like it's so hard for me to not give it to her every oh, single God. week. It's Mary, just the best Billie supporting Eilish. Darian. The Billy Eilish it's, look was so funny. 
it's so funny. It's but I'm so... laughing at it for different reasons than you. Yeah. But that's what's so. It's just. It is so <laughs> wrong and wrong. right and wrong and yeah. like you know. And it's so like. Well, hello, my fellow kids. Like it is so great. I just. I love it. I love it. So Darian, I'm sorry. Darian is my BSA of the week. But Alexis, you certainly get a blockbuster award. I'm the bad guy. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, that part. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, perfect. Well, Mary, uh, after episode one... Oh, no, wait, we can't really do this now. We'll do it next episode of, like, where do you see the top three? Because after episode one, you can't really call that. But anyway, uh, because we saw episode two, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our thoughts are based on two episodes so yeah, far. So exactly. we will save any predictions till our the end of our episode two episode. Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode, you can reach out to us at allrightmarypod on Instagram. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, which is also where you can access a randomly generated bingo board if you want to play along with us. We're playing All Stars 8 Bingo, which should be really, really fun, adding another dimension to watching the show as a fan or as somebody that has seen many episodes of All Stars. Uh, and if you want, I'm also on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can hear more of me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, where we queen out on best supporting actresses like Darian Lake every week. And you can find me on Instagram at Collinsrucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, uh, including our uh, Sister Mary's recap of, of Drag Race España and Yellow Jackets and the other two and all the great things that we've been watching on TV these days uh, at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary, what is our last chance lip sync this week? Well, in honor of, of Miss Hill going home, I thought we would recognize her namesake and, and with, a very, with, I think, a message that she needs to hear. So this is Monica singing, Don't Take It Personal. Just one of them days. It's just one of them days. All right, Mary, the boy is mine. We'll see you next time. That seems. When I gotta be all alone, it's just one of them things.